What's up, everybody? Welcome back. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm kind of digging starting off with with uh, some music. It's a nice, a nice uh, groove to get in the show. You know what I mean? Uh, so let me know what you guys think about that. I'm trying to raise the vibe a little bit. We've got the holidays coming around the corner, and uh, we're very grateful for all of you, and I really like just starting off on a good note. But we do have some unfortunate things to talk about because the battle is never over, and it continues. The fight continues, and so do we. So we have some more information, some more updates from what transpired today with uh, Rebecca in Denver, the FBI, the shameless corrupt terrorist organization that it is. Uh, we've learned more and more about that with the uh, with the Twitter files and so much more with the uh, all the things that we're learning about January 6th. Uh, so we have some videos. These are from Ash and uh, Todd. They were both at uh, the courthouse with Rebecca this morning. And I want to share some of those with you. Uh, are you, are you good? Or no. Okay. Um, so first of all, I want to start off with this one. Um, just to, you know, remind you all of the, type of legal system that we in fact do live in. Uh, you notice the beautiful symbolism there. I know that, you know, it's also on all of our money, but I think it's important uh, that we all bear these things in mind more and more is going to come out about that in the near future. Her uh, initial appearance was today, Monday, December 19th, her arraignment USA versus Rebecca Lavrens or Laverens, I'm not sure how you say that. 2 p.m. in Denver. Uh, thank you for those of you who did show up. Uh, so I want to uh, start off first. Uh, this was Rebecca this morning with her grandson. This is my grandson. Love you guys. Love your hats. They all have them on. They all have on the hats. I love it. You know, clearly a terrorist, clearly someone that we need to be very concerned about. Yeah. Uh, boom. What's up, brother? How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Okay, sorry I'm a little late. I had another thing to do. You know, I have so much going on all at the same time that it does definitely run over. Uh, well, hey, you know, when you're, uh, when you're flying around as a Captain Obvious... Yeah, you know, it's hard to it's hard to hit the entire continental United States in, in one go. So it it is, but we're also building a whole lot of technology. Guys, you're going to be super excited about the technology we're building. You'll be super excited about it. And I'm so excited about it. I'm excited to be back in tech. Also, I'm excited to be with you guys a couple times a day. I'm excited to do the things that we're doing in order to save our country. Um, but it's becoming more and more obvious that that I, I still love technology and I still love building stuff and I still love helping people. 
So I put it all together and said, okay, I'm going to jump back into tech and start building some great, some amazing things. So that's what we're doing. Um, you were talking a little bit about the crowd when they arrested the grandmother. Yeah, well, there, uh, there were, you know, a number of people who came down to, uh, to support her. Um, I want to make sure that there's nothing else in this video that, nope, there isn't. Uh, so I have a few videos from Ash and Todd who were down there. Uh, one of them is the phone call of the FBI uh, calling and telling Rebecca that she's not allowed to bring a crowd because the FBI hates a crowd when they're acting like terrorists and harassing a grandmother, you know, for praying. Well, let's, let's call what they are. The FBI is nothing more than the Gestapo. They're nothing, nothing more than a bunch of hired mules that want to seek havoc and wreak havoc on the American people. There's nothing good about the FBI. Nothing. There's nothing. No, nothing redeeming about the FBI. You can't convince me that the FBI, that there are good people in the FBI. Because if there's good people in the FBI, they should have stopped the bad people in the FBI. It, they're nothing more than a bunch of hired thugs, like some of the inner city police departments that we deal with. You say, oh, Joe, you're, you're, you're going off on the police departments? My brother was murdered by a police officer, and the union and the police department covered it up. So if you think I back the blue all over the country, I don't. I don't. I don't back the blue when they let people get murdered in the streets. I don't back the blue when they, when they beat up people. I don't, I don't. And I don't black the FBI. And that's not, I'm not anti-back the blue. I back the blue in my neighborhood. I have lots of police officer friends. But how do you back, how do you back that blue? The FBI is still blue. How do you back that? How do you think that there's anything redeeming about these people at the FBI. When a 70-year-old grandmother gets ripped around as if she's the enemy, when she's standing up for her and redressing her grievances, how do you back Congress? How do you back the DOJ when they do nothing but attack good Americans? How do you back them when they go after President Trump and say, oh yeah, we're gonna go after him too? I think if you go after President Trump, I think that half of this country, if not more, are gonna make sure that they rip you out of your seat. That's what I think is gonna happen. I think the people are going to be like, no, you're, you're, we're done. We're done. And I think that the rating of uh, Mar-a-Lago by the FBI was a test to see if Americans were going to be willing to stand up when they attacked President Trump. I personally believe that this country will go into a spiral if they do what I think they're going to do, which is attack President Trump, attack him, and, and, and trump up the charges like they did against a 70-year-old woman. You stole our election, you piece of trash. It was a coup against our country. And you expect us to what? Sit back and watch it happen? No. I'm out. I'm out. So let's take a look at it. Let's listen to it. That was my, that was my part. In no, you're on point. I think a good, uh, a good way to approach it is you back the blue if the, ba if the blue backs you. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, uh, like uh, Denver back in 2020. Sorry, not a fan. Um, so let's go through. I'm going to skip that one. Let's look at number three. Uh, this is the FBI uh, calling Rebecca. Make sure that this is loud enough that you can hear it. It should be. Okay. All right. I'll do this. 
Okay. All right. I'll do this. For me? Okay. Okay. I'll be there then. Thank you. As easy as possible for her. Wait, hold on. If you're, they're going to be with you, you have to do this tomorrow. Why? Why? Why do you have to do it tomorrow? Why? Why do they have to do it tomorrow? Why? What is the FBI so afraid of? What are the, what are the slave masters afraid of up there on the hill? It's disgusting. They're afraid of the American people. It's absolutely disgusting. You hear that? If they're going to be with you, we can't do it today. So we'll have to do it tomorrow. We're going to try and make this as easy as possible for you. Well, if it's as easy as possible for me, let the people watch me get arrested by a bunch of Gestapo. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. So I'm going to go to five. This is a... I'll skip a little bit of it. This is a couple minutes. Uh, This is them actually walking uh, with her to uh, get picked up by the Gestapo. So they called and said this group cannot be with her. She has to be alone. They said it's for officer safety. We were praying and singing with her. So that's, that's where we're at now. So oh, she's but this walking. is the worst part. They're going to make her take her jacket off. Trailing her. Long walk. And they made her wait outside. How weird is that? The FBI wants to arrest a 70-year-old grandma under shouty, shady cover. A 70-year-old grandmother being arrested two years after the fact for praying in the Capitol, being ushered in. This government's so crooked. And they choose to make her walk a few blocks, stand outside in the cold, and get picked up with no one else around on a street corner. What in the world this is looks going like, on Dude, here? I've seen, I've seen gang pickups that look Where's less shady than this. Yeah, we need to stop acting like a bunch of scared people. Right. It's super shady. And look at this. Here we go. Here. Is this it? There's Tick there as well. Where's your coat? Where was her coat? 
And, and here's the part that drives me crazy. You ready for this? As you watch this, as people are watching this, is that they want to act like they're being nice. Because yeah. that's what evil does. Oh, yeah, let me, let me, let me help you. Yeah, hi, we can't have anyone else there when we arrest you on a street corner like Gestapo uh, and, you know, and size you down. So, uh, but we're, we're doing it for your convenience. We know you've already showed up here today. We've ordered you to turn yourself in. We've, we know you've already had to show up here, but we can't do this if there's anyone else there. Because it's for your sake. And there they go. Put her in a black car. Two black cars. Don't, don't back wanna, the black. I don't want to live. In, I don't want to live in the country where. I don't. I don't want to live in the world that's like that. No. No, not in this country. It's pretty crazy. This is President Trump. Eleven minutes ago, he truth this. Think of it. The radical left Democrats, communists, spied on my campaign, lied to the FISA court, lied to Congress, allowed an invasion of our country on the southern border, embarrassed us in, Af in Af Afghanistan, gave away our energy independence, killed us on job-losing regulations, wouldn't use the 10,000-plus soldiers I recommended for January 6th, refused to look into election fraud, the reason for J6, rigged and stole the 2020 election, allowed ballot stuffing, FBI, Facebook, Twitter, and Biden crime. That was literally 13 minutes ago. You put that up there. Think about that. Think about what we are, we are dealing with. And here's another one that he put up. Statement on the J6 committee referral. These folks don't get it when they come after me. People who love freedom rally around me. It strengthens me. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Americans know that I push for 20,000 troops to prevent violence on J6. And, then, and that I went on television and told everyone to go home. Witch hunt. Okay, so let me just put it out there for all of you. I'll let you guys hit the share button while I say this. What they do to President Trump, they do to me. What they do to President Trump, they do to me. What they do to President Trump, they do to you. What they do to us, they do to him. And what they do to him, they do to us. And when, when you wake up one day and you actually decide that you're willing to take the necessary steps in order to protect your country, then you'll realize, and, and I did, and, and I'm not sure I was prepared for it either. I mean, I talked about this this morning. I did a deposition on Friday and, you know, I think it wore me down. I think that was the whole idea of it, but it wore me down because I didn't want to be what they had made me become. And this isn't about me. It's not about President Trump. It's not about Rebecca, the 70 year old grandmother who walked in, prayed in the Capitol. It was open, ushered in. It's not about her either. What it's about is the American ideal. But I didn't realize standing up, and now you have the stuff that came out this morning. If you didn't watch it, go back and watch it with Heidi Beetle. When you, when you start looking at the Sean Beetle, the Heidi Beetle thing that, that Andy No published, it becomes even more apparent that everything that we've said up to this point has been true. They have lied about everything. Not just one thing, not just two. They have told the truth about nothing. Nothing. But there's more. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. I'm telling you right now that in, in November of 2020, I was not prepared with what I was going to deal with for the next 26 months. I wasn't prepared. I thought I was. I told myself I was. 
But then reality hit you. Apollo, tell me if I'm wrong about anything I'm about to say. November 9th, I come out. I tell them what happened on that call. November 10th, November 11th. November 10th, it goes by. I'm fine. No issue. November 11th, what happens? Grocery store. Grocery store. We're coming for you. Wearing a mask. Death threats come in. It's, it becomes eerie. Was it, the, was it that Thursday that we met after that? Thursday or Friday? Friday. It had to be Friday. Um, it was Thursday or Friday. I can't remember when. And then I was at your house that next Monday. Monday. Until when? I mean, it was literally 16 months straight through, right? Yeah. Well, I showed up on that Monday, and then I came back the next day. When did you move the... out? Because you practically moved in for... It was only a couple months ago. Yeah, it was uh, like July. Oh, yeah. 18 months? Yeah. 18 months. I mean, I have a nice house, but he didn't mind. Well, it was and better It was him. better after the first six. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just so you guys know, the first six months, the house was under complete construction. Like, we vanilla boxed the whole house, had a bunch of stuff going on, living in an RV with metal plates around the bed. So that if anybody shot in, they wouldn't kill us while we were sleeping. <laughs> That actually happened. People came to the house with guns. People sent powder through the mail. At my office, we stopped by. What was the guy with the binoculars on top of the building next to us? Yep. Parking garage. How many times did we get followed into restaurants? Like everywhere. Coffee shops. People following us. You would be at a meeting in a coffee shop. I'm outside and there's people driving around with uh, DSLR cameras. cameras yeah. Taking pictures of the car. Taking pictures of us. I live like that. And the, the reason why I'm telling you is I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I made the decision. But why I'm telling you is because imagine, imagine sleeping with a gun literally right next to you in a house of bulletproof glass with thermal cameras, with, I mean, just you name it. You, you name it, that is how I lived. And... I thought I was ready for it, but you get to this heightened state of war, like it's war. They're coming for your family. They're coming for you. They're acting with, they're hiding like cowards, like Sean Heidi Beetle, hiding like cowards. Lying, 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 lying. So you think you're ready for it, but you're not. I was not ready for it. I'm ready for it now. But I think the part that upsets me is that it got to the place where it literally consumed me. The anger, frustration. And it wasn't until April, till I went to Alaska and got to calm down. Yeah. Went to Alaska, I came down, that I truly got back to who I was. It doesn't mean I'm not gonna lose my crap every now and then, because I will. But I, I actually got to a place where I understood and if it wouldn't have been for prayer, and, and here's the hard part about that. In November and December of 2020 and January, keep in mind, when Coomer came out and said, oh, I fabricated all those posts, I got annihilated. Annihilated by people on the left and the right. Joe, how could you, how could you manufacture these posts? Well, I didn't. 
But they put it out there on purpose because they wanted to create as much harm to me as possible. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar- massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, As always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. But it wasn't, it wasn't until I brought prayer into my daily life publicly. That was a, that was a tough deal, huh, Apollo? I don't know if it was harder for you. I think it was harder for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had the idea. I was like, Joe, we should pray every day on the show. And then I said it. And then I was like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> because then you have to do it, right? Yeah. But you don't really want to. Let's be, let's be honest. You don't, you don't want to pray because you might actually get the answer you're looking for. (laughs) Scary. And, but seeing yourself that way becomes, it's brutal because you know at that moment that all your senses overwhelmed you and you weren't able to see anything that God was putting in front of you. Like you just wanted to fight. You just wanted war. And you became more just, uh, I don't know, just, uh, maybe it's uh, defiant with each passing day, knowing that you had to live with one eye open, lack sleep. It's a tough way to go through life. Boy. Can I, can I ask you something? Yeah. Actually, we've never really talked about this. Like for me, personally, like I've never really liked, like I hate this. <laughs> uh, you know, did you, uh, there, there was like some serious resistance to me even, uh, even until pretty recently about being on the show and about talking publicly about all this. And it's a struggle for me because I, I, I'm very angry a lot about a lot of the things all the time. And you get, uh, you know, seeing all this, and when you say you lived it, like a lot of people uh, would say, oh, Joe, you don't need to be so angry. And they don't see that when you say, yeah, I lived this, like I was consumed by it. I mean, I was there every day. Like you were nonstop about this, talking to people, 
researching on your own, traveling. I mean, we're on like three, five flights a week, every week for months, months and months and didn't stop. And people are hounding you, hey, we need this stuff. And this was a, a mission for you. And then on top of that, you're getting the threats in your family. Did you have, uh, did you have like some, some resistance to actually, you know, being public? Cause this, you were a pseudonym here on Conservative Daily before. Was that, was that difficult for you? Oh yeah. Cause it, you know, I didn't call this the Joe Oldman show. I yeah. called it Conservative Daily podcast. <laughs> right. It really wasn't about me. It's still not about me. It's not about me at all. It, it's about it's about the truth. I think the truth should be important to people. I think watching a 70-year-old grandmother breaks your heart. And I know the despair that you feel. I know I know where people are. Like you can just feel it. You see people and you and you feel it. And I I still to this day have I was in a meeting and Andy walks in and is like, Joe, I'll take over this meeting if you just go get, get on the air. So I'm sorry we were late. I was late because I was having a lot of fun doing technology stuff and talking to my partners and walking through how to work the problem. And frankly, uh, just trying to get people to a place where we have a product that we can sell for a value to people that blesses the things that we're able to do and gets back in that place where we're helping people in their community. Like to me, it's great. And you can make money doing it. And people will love you for it because it's, it's, a, it's a great product and it does great things. And it, you know, you, you can put that, you, they know, they trust that you'll put that back into what, what, they're, what, what they need as a community, as people. So it, uh, I still struggle with it. I struggle with the decision I made coming forward. You know how much different my life would be right now? I would be, I would be on a beach right now drinking Mai Tais. I don't even like Mai Tais. Okay, I would probably, here's what I would do. My wife asked me what I want to do. I know we're getting off the bend here, but this maybe is good for the people listening because I think some of you go through the same struggles. I, go, I know, Paul, I know you do. But you, you were talking to me because I go, I don't need, remember I, I started getting salty because I didn't need personal security detail anymore. I didn't want it. It's not that I need it. I didn't want it. And I kept, we would talk about a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> and you're like, hey, I'm thinking about doing something different. Because I would always tell you, because you, you're super smart. You're like a big old savant. You read something like 15 minutes, but bloop. All right, here we go. Let's talk about this. <laughs> and you already knew about vaccines and you already knew about things that, that you've had to experience before. But um, even when I went to you and I was like, listen, I think you should get on the podcast. You... <laughs> you went, yeah, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I go, no, I'm serious. I want to do this. What do, you, what do you think about building this thing we're doing on Conservative Daily? And you're like, are you serious? I remember your words. Are you serious? Yeah, super serious. Pay, pay you to do that, and then we'll just grow it. We'll have something. It'll be fun. And you're like, all right. And it sucked for what? The first couple months, three, four months? Yeah. <laughs> and then I would drag you out of your show and I'm like, you had to go on the show. It took longer than a few months for that. You're like this. Mm. I'm like, no, no, no. Get on the show. And everyone was on the show around you and then you got on the show. And everyone gets to see just truly how, not just intelligent you are, but how you 
how you think, how your mind works. And so as we start walking, as we start walking down this path, I forget where I was going with this, and I stopped on that. It's one of those like brutally honest conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was totally unplanned, just so everyone knows. Yeah. But it, 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 I don't feel bad for me. I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. I love where we've gotten to in this. I, I do. We're not even there yet, but it looks like a lot of fun. We get to help a lot of people. Get to grow and build things. Finally get to that place where I'm not going to engage people who want to just be toxic. Not. I mean, I will. It's called Heidi Beetle. I might actually do it then. But I'm going to do it with a smile on my face knowing that for the rest of her life, she is going to have to in some way, shape, or form write me a check. That is going to happen. And I am brutally honest about how, how many other people, universities, I, I was compiling a list of all the articles written. All of those people are going to have to write a check. And they're like, oh, yeah, Joe. No, they're not. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to talk about it every day. And every time somebody gets served, I'm going to be like, I'm going to go like this. Knock, knock. You can make that out to Joe Oldman. No, no, no. Say, say, <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Serve. Serve who? Serve me. Because <laughs> you just got served. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we, can we, uh, can, can we talk about it? Because, you know, uh, I'm like all on the Joe Oldman was right. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, train right now. Uh, can I show you this this Twitter thread? Oh boy, it's another one that I was right about. By the way, they asked me the night that I said this was going to happen in 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 Georgia. I think they are afraid of me. They are trying to figure out where my information is coming from, and I'm like, guys, you guys are not that bright. If you don't know, and they're like, well, we're not that bright. Let me show you that. Go ahead. Show, show me. I want to see this. This is going to be really good. Okay. So, guys, this is a, I have not had I'll time try. to dissect this because I saw this uh, this try. afternoon. So, uh, we're all going to get a cold read of this. But this one in particular, someone sent me this on Twitter and then I scrolled through the rest of the thread and holy crap. So, this guy, Mike Benz, uh, who I want to talk to, has been uh, going through some more information. I want to hire After some of these uh, Twitter threads have gone out. So, Mike Benz, if you if you if you hear this, uh, it sounds like you're in cyber. I want to hear what your cyber is. Here's another thing, guys. I need to say this out loud. I need four coders: C Sharp, .NET, okay. Uh, I need four coders. So, if you know someone that's a coder that's not a raging leftist. And by the way, I will I will put you through a ringer. To make sure you're not a radical leftist. I need four coders. Okay. Next. Where should they uh, reach out? Just reach out to me here. Like in the comments? No, no. Reach out in the. Reach out in the. Um, what's email? the site we have or the email we have here? It's not going to be working for Conservative Daily. It'll be working for for uh, the other company. You want to send me an email or? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so if you are. This is not for anything directly conservative daily. Uh, go ahead and send an email to Apollo at Podoxo.com and I'll get you connected. Yeah, I need four. 
four coders, four very talented coders. And if I don't pick you, it's not that you're not talented enough. It means you just don't have enough of the stuff. I also need a someone that uh, knows HashiCorp tools. So I'm just saying it right now. If you know HashiCorp tools and you, um, then I need to talk to you too. Those are my five big ass right now. All right. So only if you're a coder. Well, yeah. Well, and then, then I need a. Or uh, HashiTools. Yeah. HashiCorp. Apollo at pydoxo.com. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go over this now. Uh, so I'll let you go ahead and read this. Election Integrity Project and CISA's Top Censored Narratives for the 2020 Election Cycle. Political alignment of influential Twitter accounts. You want to go ahead and uh, can you can you see that? No, can you uh, send it to me so I can look at it real quick? I sent it to you. Oh, you did? Yep. Crap. Hold on a second. Looking messages. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. I have a feeling that this is going to be like heaven. Oh, it's going to be heaven, dude. I was literally, I was like fist pump in the air. I was like, oh, Joe's going to freak out. <laughs> Where is it? Where'd you send it to me, Paul? There it's it is. In, uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so should I? Will that make it bigger? Oh boy. <laughs> Remember, election integrity projects. <laughs> so good. All right. So we start at the top on this one? Yeah, start at the first one. Incidents incidents title. Incident title is Dominion Voting Systems Swing States. Number of related tweets, seven point one five million. The incident accused Dominion Voting System software of switching votes in favor of Joe Biden, particularly in the swing states like Georgia. As of January 2021, Dominion has filed defamation lawsuits against prominent individuals and media that perpetrated this claim, and some have retracted their stories. I haven't. Newsmax. Stop the steal. 2,888,000. This broadly defined incident was based on the tweets from verified users broadly supporting the Stop the Steal narrative, which alleged had certain states were not properly counting votes for President Trump. Sharpiegate, 822,000. This incident falsely claims that in-person voting at the Arizona believed to be prominently supporters of President Trump were given Sharpies to vote with which their machines were unable to read, thus causing their votes to be excluded. Pennsylvania poll watchers. This incident centered 618,000. This incident centered on narratives that GOP-affiliated poll watchers were wrongfully denied entry to a Pennsylvania polling station. This content did reframe to falsely claim that this was evidence of illegal actions taking place at the polling station. While the video does show a poll watcher being denied, <laughs> it lacked broader context as the reason for denial, which was not politically motivated. Oh my gosh. Pennsylvania Postal Whistleblower, 591,000. This incident is centered on footage from Project Veritas showing a postal worker claiming that the post office had ordered him to backdate ballots that arrived after the voting deadline in Pennsylvania. The whistleblower, after being questioned by investigators, later recanted these statements. Why? Why? I can tell you why. Michigan poll watcher whistleblowers. This incident focused on several whistleblowers from Michigan. Some were poll watchers in Wayne County, home in Detroit, alleging in video various illegal actions by poll workers. Michigan dead voters. <laughs> 486,000. This incident focused on false claims based on misinterpretations of information on Michigan government-affiliated website. The dead and implausibly old people had voted in 2020 elections. Sunrise Zoom calls. 475,000, this incident centered on misleading edited video footage that claimed to show federal employees conspiring with the left-leaning environment activist organization Sunrise Movement to organize a coup, leak information, and shut down Washington, D.C. True, I have the videos. <laughs> Nevada whistleblower. 
Incident claims the whistleblower who worked for the Clark County Election Department, which encompassed portions of Las Vegas, have come forward to a list of varying nefarious behaviors. These included falsely claiming that illegitimate ballots were being processed and that people were filling out ballots that were not their own near Biden-Harris campaign vans. True. True. They literally have the video. Yep. Minnesota ballot harvesting. The incident seeded by Project Veritas video surfaced another unsupported claim of ballot harvesting in Minnesota and attempted to connect those claims to U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar. True! <laughs> totally true! Oh my gosh! <sighs> and before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www. AugustaPreciousMetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. Okay. Wow. Okay. So now that uh, I just wanted you to see that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, remember, number of related tweets, 7.15 million. Yeah. Dominion voting systems, swing states. That's a tough pill for a lot of people right now. Let's go to the top of this thread now. Oh, boy. Again, this is by Mike Benz. At Mike Ben Cyber, starting with a tweet thread with videos and documents referenced in this live space. Uh, and this is after we got FBI, Twitter files, a lot of the censorship. It was going a video. On social platform. I mean, a, a, a disinformation campaign. Sell that, right? Where? Which Play one? recording. Uh, this is a Twitter space. This is audio. Oh, all right. Uh, that's a, a long deal. It's a, yeah, it's long. Uh, so two, January 6th, 2017 CIA memo in which the only foreign influence the CIA could cite months after the 2016 election was the fact that outlets like RT were getting a lot of retweets on Twitter and video views on YouTube. This goes to a DNI document background to assessing Russian activities and intentions in recent U.S. elections. Again, Russiagate. Russian interference. U.S. Army Guide. How to use ethnic and racial identity affiliations of demographic groups in countries targeted for regime change in order to foment ethnic nationalism then territorial balkanization of the target country. Jim Baker mentioned C. Baker's role at the National Task Force on Election Crises. Love this one. And here you go. National Tax Task Force on Election crises task force members there he is jim baker wow good old jimmy baker's role at national task force check this out this is spectacular game three clear trump win the third scenario 
posited a comfortable electoral college victory for Trump. The gameplay into, uh, ended in a constitutional crisis, threats of, of secession, potential for a decline into authoritarianism or radically revamped set of democratic rules that ensure the popular will prevails. Abolishment of the electoral college. Turn one. I mean, this is a... Uh, I don't know how much time you have, John. I, don't know I have you... time. This is okay. good. This is, uh, yeah, this is crazy. Do you want to read some of this? I... So let, let me get the concept behind this. It was a sister organization, notoriously shitty outfit, was created at the same time called the Transition Integrity Project. Tip spent summer 2020 wargaming how to overturn election results and candidate Trump win the election. And, and by the way, this is the one that Baker was on, correct? Yep. So he, let me just put this, let me put this out there. You ready? They steal our elections. Guys, you need to hit the share button. This is probably, this is just as bad as the treason that was before. This is role-playing treason. They role-played treason. Yeah, they're wargaming how to steal the election. Game three, clear Trump wins. You go through that. Turn one, the Trump campaign had two major objectives to onset of the scenario. The first priority was to legalize the electoral college legitimized electoral college results by pushing narratives that the cast doubt on former Biden popular vote victory and portraying widespread protests of Trump as anti-American, undemocratic, and promoting mob rule. The Trump campaign planted agent provocateurs in the protests throughout the country to ensure these protests turned violent and helped further the narrative of violent insurrection against a lawful elected president. Ooh. Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> The second Trump campaign priority was to consolidate power to reduce or eliminate the deep state and broaden institutional uh, resistance to President Trump's agenda for a second term. Specific measures including selective promotions of military personnel with pro-American views, rushing judicial nominations, increased financial incentives to big business, and working with state to maximize GOP control through redistricting. The most consequential action, we script down here, Constable action when the first term was the Biden campaign retraction of its election night concession. It capitalized on the public outrage for the third time in 20 years a candidate lost the popular vote but won the Electoral College. It capitalized the concern about widespread voter suppression before and on Election Day. The Biden campaign began the game of encouraging three states with Democrat governors, North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Michigan, to ask for recounts. As the game developed, governors in two of the three, Wisconsin and Michigan, sent separate slates of electors to counter those sent to the state legislature. At the end of the first term, the country was in the midst of a full-blown constitutional crisis, characterized by one, political chaos, two, widespread threats of violence and sporadic actual violence in the streets, three, uh, four, a hostile, dangerous, highly partisan, and frequently unconstrained information and media environment. Holy crap. How's that? <laughs> Whoa. The Biden campaign encouraged Western states, particularly California, but also Oregon and Washington, and collectively known as Cascadia, to secede from the union unless congressional Republicans agreed to set a structural reform to fix our democratic system to ensure majority rule. Holy crap. Yeah, look at this. With advice from Obama, the Biden campaign submitted a proposal to one if statehood to Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico. They did that. They tried that. Yeah. Two. <laughs> I mean, is this not reading history or what? Or, I mean, my goodness, we thought Event 201 looked like a plan. Two, divide California into five states to more accurately represent the population in the Senate. Three, require Supreme Court justices to retire at 70. Four, eliminate the Electoral College. 
to ensure the candidate who wins the popular vote becomes president. As the scenario evolved, the Trump team focused on efforts driving a wedge into disparate and, in the view of many, fragile Democratic coalition. For example, during second term, Trump gave an interview to The Intercept stating he would have lost the election if Bernie Sanders had been nominated. Uh, Turns wow. two and three emphasize creating the conditions to force Biden campaign into taking provocative, unprecedented actions, such as supporting secession in California. Um, oh, yeah. And then played into a broader narrative of the Democrats a step attempting to orchestrate an illegal coup. The team also tried to position President wow. Trump as a unifier, working with top CEOs holding unifying event at Lincoln Memorial Establish commission to review electoral rules, prioritizing safety and security in the face of radical groups supporting Biden and trying to destroy America. One of the most cons consequential moves was Team Biden on J6 provoked a breakdown in joint session of Congress by getting House of Reps to agree to award presidency to Biden. This is unbelievable. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Number four, show of numbers in the street and action in the street may be a decisive factor in determining what the public perceives as a just and legitimate outcome. Guys, listen, uh, during TIPS exercise, Team Biden almost always called for and relied on mass protests to demonstrate the public's commitment to a legitimate outcome. This was the exercise noted that racial injustice activists and others would likely act independently of Biden campaign plays repeatedly caution the social movements are independent, not beholden to or a tool of the Democrat Party. Their support of Biden or ability to mobilize them cannot be taken for granted. You remember what they said? It's identical what they said did not robustly test the likely receptive receptivity of a Biden call to take to the streets or the Biden campaign ability to control these actors once mobilized. Build strong ties with grassroots organizations responsive to the movement demands. Well, this doesn't sound familiar, does it? This is unbelievable. Wow. Look at the appendix. Baker's role of the National Force in the election on a crisis. If you go to this appendix, Oh, man. While it was not squarely in the scope of TIPS investigation, almost all of the debriefing included some discussion of whether Trumpism is likely to survive Trump. After he leaves office, President Trump has cultivated and mobilized a significant base. Many believe it won't be easy to demobilize after Trump leaves office. Many observers expect President Trump to try to extend his norm-disrupting influence after he leaves office through an independent media company or partnerships. 
Trump will attack President Biden early and consistently blaming all problems in the country on a combination of the stolen election and the incompetence of the Biden administration. However, if the pandemic and the economy continue to get worse after the 2020 election, it may become more likely that Trump or a Trump-like figure will gain to be a serious contender for the president in 2024. How should anti-authoritarian interests respond? Ooh, a number of participants urged Democrats to embrace the new playbook of Biden. Obama's working assumption was that the fever would break on the back of electoral defeat. But this proves to be a mistake. And throughout the Obama administration, Republicans refused to compromise or engage in customary negotiations over policy, counting instead on blocking every possible Democratic initiative and wanting, waiting for their chance to regain the presidency, including publicly supporting the peaceful protest movement that has emerged since late May, rather than continue to seek uh, conciliation and compromise with the GOP. This is like, this is a playbook. Oh my gosh. Wow. TIP was Lincoln Project. No. <laughs> no. This was the Lincoln Project? No. Come on now. Oh my gosh. You ready for this? Tip offers the preliminary recommended guys hit the hit the hit the share button. You got it. No, no, no. Th- th- one this one right here. No, no, no. It's it's the one. Uh, the, even in August 2020, when Tip published their electoral crisis blueprint, they were plotting investigations and possible charges against Trump and ending the tradition of offering legal immunity to past presidents. This was three months before the 2020 election. Let me read this to you. Guys, listen to me. This is massive, massive, massive. TIP offers these preliminary recommendations based on the input from participants in the scenario planning exercises. There were no agreements among participants in the scenario planning exercise about the specific actions should be taken with regard to pursuing investigations and possible charges against President Trump and members of his administration. A new administration in partnership with a broad range of stakeholders could consider a range of options, including those used by other countries, such as truth and reconciliation commissions. Whoa. (laughs) One question is whether to continue the tradition of offering legal immunity or pardons to Trump and his family. There was a lively debate about whether any short-term gain from the diplomatic effort was worth the long-term risk that corrupt and criminal practices would continue. This may come up during the transition itself if Trump decides to negotiate an exit package for himself. More broadly, there needs to be a robust, intentional, and specific strategy to challenge the white supremacist and extremist network that enabled Trump's rise to power and were in turn enabled by Trump administration. (coughs) This base will not automatically demobilize if and when Trump leaves office, and it is inimical... Inimical to the, what is that word? Where? Yeah, inimical to the kind of pluralist democracy the founders intended. I always use words that I've just don't, yeah. Listen, <laughs> this, is the, this is the big part about this, okay? They are literally trying to do a criminal indictment based on something that they game planned and war planned back in 2020. And they're making it happen. And we're watching it happen in real time. Wow. This is unbelievable. You got to share this stuff. This is, 
Remember when, when Elon said it's a crime scene and it's a social media platform? By the way, Elon, give me back my... Guys, can you do me a favor? If you have a Twitter account, please go there and say, at Elon Musk, give at Joe Oltman back. It's two N's. J-O-E-O-L-T-M-A-N-N. Back his Twitter account. And don't tell me it's because I attacked people. Because the only attacking that happened, I didn't go to anybody's house. But they sure as hell went to mine. They went to my house. They, they attacked my family. They, they did those things. I didn't do it. I got mad. I got pissed. I got angry. But I didn't do those things. All right. So thanks for standing up for me. Whew. Okay. So Baker's role at the task force goes, what was Jim Baker, star of Twitter Files 1.0, doing over at NFTEC while TIP was cooking up an election crisis blueprint? NFTEC was pressured news media and journalists to how to cover election crisis events in the Biden's campaign's favor. What? Hit the YouTube video. You got to see this. Uh, this one? What? Yes. What is that? Play that. Hold on. I got to bring it in. All right. Don't crash it if you bring it in, please. No, no, no. I know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> Watch I, I know this. what I'm doing. Watch this. Watch uh, this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, craziness. This is nuts. Why in the world are they creating a, creating a blueprint of how to steal the election? Well, and think about all the things we have heard policy-wise, all the rhetoric over the last six years, and then you read this. I mean, that is wild. And why are why are 100 million or 130 million people not in the streets? This is a two-hour video. Oh, is it? Yeah. We don't want to watch that right now. Okay, we don't want to watch it. Okay, so we're actually on a we're on another thread. We are another thread. Yeah. Um. So this is the Freedom for or Foundation for Freedom Online. We're just talking about all these. Uh, we came from Mike Benz. Okay, I, I did. I did. I get off the thing. No, Sorry, it's okay. Guys. No, no, no. This yeah. is he's he's uh, he's referencing a lot of these. They're, they're pretty much in order. Okay, so I got to go back to the. I got to go back to the thread. Okay. Sorry. 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 So again, a lot of these what we're talking about. This is this is Biden's uh, Biden's deal. But again, I mean, think about this. Jim Baker's sister network at, and again, the name Transition Integrity Project explicitly plotted to use BLM as a battering ram for the Biden faction to force Trump out of office had Trump won the Electoral College in 2020. Fine print. Transition Integrity Project sought to mobilize racial justice activists. Uh, Biden called to take to the streets. Biden campaign's ability to control these actors if street muscle was needed. Uh, Transition Integrity Project using... The same securing elections pretext as Jim Baker's, uh, this uh, you know task force similarly threw off their nonpartisan cloak inserts about how to stop Trumpism, specifically plotted how to reduce Trump's access to social media. And again, look at some of the the uh, <laughs> look at the the language in here. I think you read some of this, but Trump will attack Biden early and consistently, blaming all problems. Uh, in the country over a combination of the stolen election, incompetence of the Biden administration, serious contender for the presidency in 2024, 
How should anti-authoritarian interests respond? This is identical. This is crazy. Is this nuts or what? <laughs> this one you read. Uh, I mean, it, this is nuts, right? And then he goes, here we go, into author Mark Galliotti proposing January 2017 domestic populism via who, who people who vote in NATO countries, now a bigger threat to NATO than foreign threats from Russia or other adversaries. Does that sound familiar? Yep. Sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once. No, I'm you're good. this out there. Uh, <laughs> National security advisors meet at, <laughs> at NATO headquarters. Oh, this is the from tanks to tweets. Yeah, guys, listen, this is pretty awesome because I'm going to stay on here if you're okay with it and just kind of walk through this stuff. But it is nuts. This is crazy. DHS's declaration of elections as critical infrastructure on January 6, 2017, which then allowed DHS to censor mis- and disinformation as a cyber threat to critical infrastructure. And DHS was talking to who? Twitter. Twitter. And ODNI. And DHS. And Facebook. And Facebook. And Chad Wolf. DNC. Chad Wolf ran DHS, went down to Georgia to inspect a truck, a shredder truck filled with ballots. Just one piece of the puzzle, guys. This is not conspiracy theory. These people are just a bunch of liars. But you have people like Sean Beadle. You have people that work for these different journalists that have literally created this false narrative. It's war. It's war. This is crazy. Crazy. And crazy is not even the word for it. Crazy, crazy. I don't even know what to I don't even know what to say about it. Okay, we got more. Keep going. Shady relationship between uh, Atlantic Council and Burisma. Uh, I talked about Atlantic Council. Atlantic Council got brought up. Uh, that that's been in a couple of Twitter files. Uh, relentless focus on corruption, Russia and Ukraine. Atlantis, Atlantic Council. I I put up. Have you seen the Atlantic Council's website? No. Oh my goodness. There's so much fraud happening all over the country, though. Look, how do we work this problem? And and this is how I feel. You, you know what I feel? I feel as if we're at that place now where we're done working the problem. We already know what the problem is. We, have, we, don't, we didn't have to come and figure out what the problem is. We, we have the problem. Now it's just a matter of, okay, now that you know what the problem is, how do you get the problem? How do you solve the problem? And how do you solve the problem where you recognize it is good versus evil, it is it one hundred percent is is the devil on one side and God on the other. How do you solve for that problem without running down with the five stones and slaying Goliath? I just want I want you to tell me what the how you do that. I don't think you can, but I'm I'm willing to listen. Yep, it's a good point. So look at this. You look at Atlantic Council's website. Yeah promotes constructive leadership and engagement in international affairs based on the central role of the Atlantic community in meeting global challenges, form for navigating the dramatic economic political changes defining the 21st century by informing and galvanizing uniquely influential network of global leaders. And if you look on there, look at this DEI, congressional relations, 
This is all World Economic Forum stuff. <sighs> yeah. And then if you look at uh, regions, issues. Let's see. I think it's issues. What is this? Oh, it's wild. It's, it's absolutely wild. Oh, here. Let's go to Ukraine. Look, this was good. Are you ready for this? Did you see this? Foreignpolicy.com? Which one? This is in 2018. I'm sorry for creating the uh, Gerasimov uh, doctrine. Gerasimov doctrine. I was the first to write about Russia's infamous high-tech military strategy. One small problem, it doesn't exist. Did you see that? looking at? It's uh, go up a little bit. I think it's trade. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You're about to see it. You're about to see it. Keep going. Keep going. Right there. That one. Everywhere you'll find scholars, pundits, and policymakers talking about the threat of Gerasimov doctrine, named after Russian's chief and the general staff, poses to the West. It is a new way of war, an expanded theory of modern warfare, even a vision of total warfare. One small problem, it doesn't exist. And the longer we pretend it does, the longer we misunderstand the real but different challenge Russia poses. <laughs> they literally admitted that it doesn't exist. And that uh, Galati Galati um, would later concede the whole framework for U.S. military involvement in swaying the hearts and minds of U.S. citizens was based effectively on a lie. 2018. Wow. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.